0: Welcome to the Table Read Podcast. Okay, we're ready. These episodes are audio recordings of live Zoom table reads of original screenplays and pilot episodes by a talented collection of writers, actors, and directors. Places, everybody. And hosted by Northern Unicorn Films. Roll camera.
1: Rolling. Action.
2: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for attending this table read of Key to Paradise written by myself, Janet Elizabeth Swainston. Um, if you would please keep all devices on notifications on silent while we do this. And I'm going to now give you a rundown of the cast. A wonderful cast it is. So give me one second. for narration we have mr tim westland kali singh is ashna Sharan. kip bar redden charlie connie sherwood eve adams catherine cates dr malchin sungwoo don shekett anne-marie is erica nicole alicia is kim hornsby we also have Jared Narakon, who will be um, voicing some of the characters, Jamie Spears will be voicing some characters, Doug Allen, also, and myself and Lynn Matheson will be voicing some characters. Now, everybody is ready to go. I'm just going to pull up my script so I can see it. And if you would like to begin, take it away, Mr. Westland.
3: Key to Paradise, written by Janet Swainston. Exterior warehouse door, night. The door opens, two men come out. They carry a large planter with flowers in it. They struggle to place it just outside the door. A third man follows them with a battery powered lamp. The men place the pot, the man with the lamp puts it down beside the pot, adjusting the lamp, ahead, lamp head to shine on the flowers he switches it on and it bathes both the planter and part of the street in a warm glow the men glance around return through the doorway it shuts behind them exterior street moments later two figures appear from around the corner and quietly observe the door the plant and the lamp one Kali singh 40 plus she is tall solidly built powerful the other robert kip kipling 30 plus slight build fragile looking Both carry weapons on their belts and are in dark red Bounty Cop jackets. They circle the planter, pause to consider it.
4: Why flowers?
3: Kip leans in to smell the flowers. I think they're beautiful. Add a bit of color.
4: Flowers serve no purpose.
0: They are a joy to the eye in this dark world. And besides, these are a symbol.
4: A symbol? Of what?
0: These are poppies. Poppies make opium. A very strong hallucinogenic.
4: Yeah. So? Lots of things are drugs.
0: They make opium. Opiate of the masses. Keep them quiet so they don't fight back. Not following. You can be so literal, Carl. This place is a DNA den.
4: Yeah, that's why we're rating the place.
0: You, you still aren't getting it. You don't know your history. This place and Opium Den both gave its customers the opportunity to be someone else for a short while.
3: Ali shakes her head and checks her weapons.
0: Never mind. Just think of the flowers as pretty.
3: Kip shakes his head, carefully plucks the flower. He sniffs it as Kali scans the street. She hears a noise, cautions Kip. Exterior street, shadowed doorway, continuous. Kali dashes across the street into a shadowed doorway. Kip follows slowly. He studies the flower. The two settle in the shadows as a figure sidles down the street. Exterior street, warehouse door, continuous. A young man with bad skin nears the doorway. The young man stops, glances around before he rushes inside. Exterior city street, shadowed doorway, continuous. Kali pulls her weapon, moves quickly, quietly across the street. She pauses at the door, glances back at Kip, gesturing for him to follow. Kip joins her. They lean their heads together. Ready? Kip nods.
4: You take the kid, I have the other three, plus the technician.
3: Yep, sure. Kali sees Kip still holding the flower.
4: Get rid of that. Waste the time. We have a job to do.
3: Kali takes the flower, tosses it into the street. Kip gazes at it briefly before turning back. Kali grasps the door handle, takes a deep breath. Kip pulls his weapon, taps Kali on the shoulder. They charge into the building. Interior, warehouse, moments later. Kali stops abruptly in the dimly lit warehouse. Kip pulls up short behind. They study the interior. The warehouse is sectioned off a blank brick wall with a locked single sliding door. Faint industrial music pounds from behind the wall. The room is empty. They glance at each other. Kip puts his weapon away, removing his jacket and turning it inside out. Kali settles beside the door as Kip knocks. The door slides open. One of the guards opens it. What? Here for the party. You a cop? What if I am? The guard eyes him, laughs.
5: Okay, you're in.
3: Can I bring my friend? The guard looks around.
5: Friend? She's hiding.
3: Why? Nervous. Is your friend a cop? Kali steps from hiding, trains her weapon on the guard.
4: Yeah,
0: I am.
3: The guard raises his hands. Great. I thought you said you weren't a cop.
0: I didn't, but does that really matter
3: now? No. Kali points her weapon at the guard's face.
4: Enough chatter. Take us to the specialist.
3: Right this way. Kip and Kali follow the guard. Interior, warehouse, continuous. A party is in full swing. A melee of lights and noise assault the senses as the crowd writhes and grinds to the music. The guard leads Kip and Kali around the dance floor to another door. Another guard stands at the end of a long line. Kip slips his weapon out of its holster, presses it gently against the second guard's side. The guard looks startled.
2: What the hell is this?
3: What does it look like?
2: Hand the chatter and get this line of morons out of here.
3: The second guard turns to the line.
2: Hey, you guys can get lost. The specialist is done for the night.
3: The crowd groans, disperses. Kip grins at the second guard.
2: How bad are we going to be charged?
3: Kali fires her weapon. The first guard collapses. Kali slips him to the floor, resting him against the wall. Shit. My
0: partner hates paperwork. Sorry.
3: Kip fires his weapon. Kali helps lower the guard. Kali tries the door. It opens easily, and they both slip inside. Interior, warehouse, back hallway, continuous. Kip and Kali enter a short, empty, dingy hallway with a single plane door. Kali cautions Kip to stop. She approaches. Kip takes position out of sight. Kali stands at the door. Muffled voices from behind the door. Kali readies her weapon, moving off to the left, and gestures for Kip to open the door interior back room continuous hip steps into the room alone inside is the third guard the dna specialist and the young man with the bad skin the young man held in a modified dentist chair by the third guard the specialist leaning over working on his eyes now hold still
5: while i insert this lens in your eye can't you go faster
3: not unless you want to go blind the young man twitches the guard holds him in place the Specialist pauses, returns to his work. Shit, that freaking hurts, man.
6: Yeah, but it'll all be worth it when it's done. Now you've heard the doc, stop fucking moving.
3: I'm paying for this, so you don't have to talk to me like that. It moves forward as the Specialist slides something into the eye of the young man. Uh, excuse me? Everyone jumps. The young man yells out in agony.
6: What the fuck are you doing in here? You're supposed to wait your turn.
3: The young man screams. The specialist tries to calm him. Kip walks to the guard. The guard tries to herd Kip back to the door. Kali steps through the doorway, her weapon drawn. I think it is my turn. Kip pulls his weapon and points it at the specialist and the thrashing young man. The guard backs up. Kali moves into position.
6: Your bounty cops. What's your rank and number?
4: Bounty Officer Kali Singh. Batch number 8944. Shit, where's the other guy? Other room shot him.
3: Kip moves on the specialist. The customer rides in pain. The specialist cowers against the far wall, his hands up.
6: Sups. Who are you? Are you going
3: to shoot me too? Kali grins at the guard. Kip keeps his eye on the specialist. He calls out to Kali.
0: This one too?
5: Oh god, please, please, please don't shoot me. I'm, I'm a doctor. Someone will notice if I'm gone. You broke the lock. But, but, but you guys are supposed to take violators in, not, not shoot them in the field.
0: My partner hates paperwork.
6: Of course. So can we get this over with?
0: Is the suspense killing you? yeah Poor thing. Sorry, Carl. Forgive me.
3: Kylie glances at Kip, the specialist. She nods towards the dock. The specialist pulls a scalpel, flings it at Kip. Kip dodges it
0: whoops Now I have to shoot you in
3: self-defense.
0: I used a knife. You have a
3: disruptor weapon.
0: Yeah. Shame about that.
3: Kip shoots the specialist. The guard makes a jump at Kali, who shoots the man. The two men fall dead. The young man writhes around, calling for help. Help me! I I can't see. It's it's all red. Right. Please help me. Kali glances at Kip, points her weapon at the young man. She fires. The young man dies.
0: Why did you kill him?
4: He was in pain. He asked for help.
0: We could have got him fixed up by a real doctor.
4: Point. He'd be blind and worse off than before this fuck up. He's better off dead. If you say so. Let's go. Uh
0: should we call the cleanup squad?
4: Mm, report it when we get back to the bounty house.
3: Kip glances at the dead, his face sad. Collie steps over the dead guard, not waiting. Kip follows with a sigh. Exterior, bounty house, later. a truck pulls up to the bounty house. Kip and Kali jump out. Another team takes the keys, drives off. Kali and Kip enter the building. Interior, bounty house, continuous. Kali and Kip walk past other bounty teams handling their captures, yelling at them or attempting interrogation. The common area is bedlam. Kali stops at a cage with a window. Inside the cage are two bounty officers handling weapons and taking reports. Kali steps up to the window and hands over her weapon.
4: Hey, Bud, need my weapon checked.
3: Bud, an aging bounty cop with only one arm, steps up to the window, takes the weapon. Your weapon's been discharged. Yeah.
5: Was it discharged in the line of duty, Officer 8944? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Did you shock the monkey? Kali <laughs> glares at him. Bud laughs. Tosses the weapon into a bin, grabs a new one, shoving it through the window to Kali.
5: You're <laughs> something, Singh. Nobody clears a bust with extreme prejudice quite like you. You are really something.
3: <laughs> Kali checks the weapon, slips it into her holster.
4: You got a weird sense of humor, Bud. This weapon better be good.
3: <laughs> All my weapons are good. Now get! Kali glares at Bud, steps aside as Kip steps up to the counter.
5: Officer 9991, did you discharge your weapon in the line of duty?
3: Yep.
0: He attacked me first. Did he? Oh, yeah. I felt afraid.
5: <laughs> Boys like you always do.
3: <laughs> Kali overhears, reaches through the window, grabbing Bud by the jacket.
5: What, Bud? Nothing, nothing. Just Kipling is, isn't exactly a big guy, you know? They still ask, ask how he got through training. They say? Well, you know, people.
4: Uh-huh. What else do they say?
5: Well, they, uh, they said he had help.
4: Like he cheated? Oh yeah. They say that. I've heard. A lie. Tell the other dinosaurs that. Got it, Bud?
5: Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Didn't mean nothing by it. I know
3: he's a stand-up guy. Kali releases Bud. Waits until Bud hands Kip his new weapon.
4: Oh, yeah. Send a clean-up crew over to the Deckard warehouse.
0: Yeah, we uh, left behind a bit of a mess.
3: Bud shakes his head, Kip and Kali leave, walking through the common area to the locker room. Interior, bounty house, locker room, continuous. The locker room is noisy, filled with cops changing shifts. Huge screens on all walls, transmit information on wanted criminals, recent captures, one screen has 24 hour news. The room goes quiet as Kip and Kali enter. Other cops begin to study the screens again. Kip stops at the locker he shares with Kali. Kali sits in front of the news screen.
2: This
7: morning's top interest story concerns something out of our past.
3: Kali leans forward, straining to hear.
7: One of the original ten missile bases that were placed on the
6: moon facility has been discovered to be still active. Government officials are currently seeking a way to shut the facility down and deactivate the missiles still housed under the moon base surface operations.
3: The room chatter grows louder. Kip has changed out of his uniform and sits next to Kali.
0: What do you think of that? What? The newscast. Come on. Don't you think that's kind of exciting to find active missiles after all this time? No. What? I used to be so interested in things like that all the time. What's going on with you?
4: Nothing. Not concerned with history. Live in the present.
0: Yeah, I know. No past, no future. Just now. Don't feel bad about what you can't change. Yep. You can change the future.
4: No, you can't. Whatever happens is meant to happen.
3: And that's that. Kip stares at Kali. She changes out of uniform. She slams the door to their locker shut and grabs her pack.
4: Mm -hmm. I'm starving.
3: All the bounty house screens flicker. Then displayed the face of the chief judicial enforcer, Eve Adams, 50 to 80, severe looking. The room goes quiet, all eyes on screens.
8: Good morning, everyone. I'm sure you've just seen a newscast about the abandoned missile, the active missile base on the moon. We've been asked by the government to assist in this operation. All interested teams are to report to Moon Base Apollo by 0900 hours tomorrow
3: the crowd murmurs
8: the successful team will be richly rewarded with early retirement to an undisclosed off-world paradise a special request goes out to the following bounty teams Ray and Wilson
3: the crowd cheers Ray and Wilson who stand Kane and Abel Kane and Abel join the other team horseplay erupts
8: and sing and Kipling
3: Kip turns to Kali Kali shakes her head
8: those three teams are specially requested to appear for this briefing all others are welcome to apply you may return to your duties now ladies and gentlemen good day
3: the screen returns to their normal transmission collie stands turns to kip what the? kip frowns at his partner follows her out interior Moonbase apollo docking station the next day the docking station is busy as the shuttle docks the doors slide open as the announcement sounds
9: Welcome to Moonbase Apollo Gateway to the Galaxy. The time is 0800 hours and 30 minutes. We hope your trip was comfortable. Enjoy your stay at Moonbase Apollo. Thank you for traveling with us.
3: A crowd of bounty cops hustle from the shuttle, the teams chattering together. Kip and Kali are last. They follow the crowd towards the directional screens. Kip approaches the wall, speaks into the microphone.
0: Bounty Cops 9991 and 8944 reporting for the Judicial Enforcement Authority Briefing.
3: Immediately, an androgynous information face appears.
4: Please follow the green lighted directional arrows.
3: On the floor, a line of green lights begins flashing, flowing down the hallway. The group follow the lights. Interior, Moonbase Apollo, conference room, moments later. The crowd arrive at their destination. The doors of the conference room slide open. They file in, taking seats. Kip and Kali sit at the back. As everyone sits, the door at the back of the room slides open, and a young woman, Alicia, enters. She pauses, gestures behind her. Chief Judicial Enforcer Eve Adams strides in, approaches the podium. She nods at Alicia. The lights lower. A soft spotlight glows over one of the seat C- over the CJE. The screen light up, showing the image of a missile base.
8: Good morning, everyone. What you are looking at is one of the 10 missile bases that were established on moon base Apollo years ago.
3: She gestures with a small device at the screen. The image changes.
8: Today, all the bases are abandoned and almost all of them have been dismantled.
3: The image changes again, a different view of the facility.
8: It was discovered that the missiles at this base were never shut down.
3: The image changes again to the inside of the missile base command center.
8: As you can see from the images, this facility is operated on the old computer key lock system. The problem is that we no longer possess the key to this particular lock.
3: The image changes to a man, white-haired, thin, obviously over 60 years of age.
8: The man you see on the screen now is the last known person to possess keys of the type we require.
3: A new image of the man appears.
8: He's also one of the last known persons to have had access to this particular facility.
3: The cops murmur restlessly. Kip stares fascinated while Kali stares at the ceiling.
8: His name is Mao-Chin sung a collector. He was employed by the Unified World Committee as of three years ago, but has since disappeared. The UWC's efforts to locate him have come to nothing.
3: The image fades. The lights come up.
8: This is why we need all of you who are willing to find this man. It is of the utmost importance.
3: The cops whisper among themselves.
8: This is an active system, and if we don't shut it down permanently, those missiles could decide to launch themselves.
3: Kip raises his hand, but Adams waves him away.
8: These missiles are aimed at Earth in case of an alien invasion that never came, then abandoned and forgotten until now.
3: The room goes still. Alicia hands out vid-pads with sung picture and some written information.
8: Alicia here is handing out the most current photo of Dr. Sung and your written orders on where he might be found and what to do when you find him. The first team to bring him to me with the key will receive the reward of early retirement. Does it matter if he's dead or alive? Well, alive, of course. Good luck, ladies and gentlemen. Good day.
3: C. J. E. Adams leaves the podium. She pauses at the exit door exchanges a look with Alicia, who nods and approaches Kali and Kip. Kip smiles at her and holds out his hand for a vid pad. She takes his hand instead.
4: The Chief Judicial Enforcer would like you to come to
5: her office and receive additional briefing.
3: Alicia releases Kip's hand, retreats to the doorway. She stops at the open door, waits for them.
0: I guess we go with her?
4: Sure, but watch yourself with Adam. She's very clever with words. Don't say anything she might want to use later.
3: Great. After you. Kip gestures for Kali to lead. Kali moves ahead. Kip on her heels.
4: I really don't
0: want to be here, Robert. I know. And don't call me Robert.
3: They follow Alicia. Interior, Chief Judicial Enforcer's Office, moments later. CJE Adams sits behind her desk, chair facing the large window. View of the darkened moonscape, the earth above. Alicia stops, gestures for Kali and Kip to enter. They do, and Alicia exits. Kali stops before the desk, assuming an at ease pose. Kip follows her example. They wait. Chief Adams gazes outside.
8: It's beautiful, isn't it? The earth, I mean. Yes, ma'am.
3: She swivels her chair around to face them.
8: Is that all you have to say, Officer Singh? Yes, ma'am. Uh, and you agree?
4: I believe you feel that way about the earth.
8: And you don't feel the same?
4: Does it matter, ma'am?
8: It does to me, Officer Singh. So please, speak freely.
4: I think the place has turned into a rat pit, cesspool, barely able to sustain human life.
8: I see. And you, Officer Kipling, do you share your partner's feelings?
3: Somewhat, ma'am.
8: Elaborate, please.
3: Hip glances at Kali, who stares straight ahead.
8: Well,
0: I can see that it was once a beautiful place and could be again.
8: Really? So you see it as it is and what it could be? Yes, ma'am. Interesting, considering who your partner is. I
0: don't understand.
8: Oh, simple, really. Do you know, Officer Kipling, the origin of your names?
0: Not something I've ever been interested in, no ma'am.
8: She does. And yet, she's never told you.
3: Kali exchanges a side look with Kip. Maybe she has her reasons.
8: Mm. Her name, her first name is the Hindu goddess of death, time, the mother of the apocalypse. Her last name means protector.
4: Is this important, ma'am?
8: I think so. Names have meanings that can affect who we are. Don't you agree? As you wish, ma'am. Mm. My first name is Eve, mother of humanity, according to the Christian Bible. I feel very maternal towards the earth. Yes, ma'am.
3: Kip glances at Kali. Kali stares straight ahead.
8: Indeed. But enough about names. Shall we get down to business? Yes, ma'am.
3: Eve studies the stoic Kali and eager Kip. A moment. Fine, then.
8: You are my best hunters. No other bounty teams, past or present, can beat your record of arrests. Where you go, crime is unable to flee.
4: I live to serve.
8: Yes. You and Mr. Kipling are to do everything you can to bring this man in, dead or alive. Dead? Yes, Officer Kipling. He is a fugitive. We have attempted to contact him, and he has ignored our requests. With the fate of the Earth at stake, he should have been more than eager to assist us. You must find him for me. Officer Singh? Yes, ma'am. Do you accept the assignment on behalf of you and your partner? Yes, ma'am.
3: C.J.E. Adams pushes a button on her desk.
8: Alicia, send in the intel operative, please.
3: Adams leans back in her chair, watching Kali Kip, and Kip. Charlie Boyd, 25 to 30, a sturdy young woman, enters wearing a black bounty cop uniform, stands at ease next to Kip. Kip glances at her.
8: Morning for duty, Justice Adams. Excellent. This is my best intelligence operative, intel officer Charlie Boyd. She will continually feed you up-to-date information about the doctor and his supposed whereabouts.
0: All due respect, ma'am, but aren't we the best? Do, do we
8: need extra help? Oh, you are indeed the best, but Officer Boyd is your bloodhound. A good hunter needs one. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Just bring me the key. Dismissed.
3: Cully and Tip salute. Charlie scrambles to follow their lead, runs to catch up. They stride quickly out of the office. Interior, CJE's office, reception area continuous. Kali strides from the office into the hallway. Kip jogs to keep up, Charlie hot on their tail.
0: You want to calm down and talk to me?
4: Not here, not in front of her. I don't think we have a
3: choice about her being around.
4: Fine, but still not here.
3: Interior, docking port, moments later. Kali, Kip, and Charlie arrive at the docking port. Kali stands rigid. The transport pulls in. Kip smiles, nods at Charlie, who watches him uncomfortably. The transport docks. The doors open. Kali charges inside, followed hotly by Kip and Charlie. Interior, transport, continuous. The doors close quickly, clipping Charlie's heel. She glares at the others. Officer Singh? Kali ignores her. Officer Singh? Probably glances away. I get, you, I get that you don't
10: want me around, but I'm fully trained by the Judicial Enforcement Authority, and I am the best intel op around. My partner's
0: just feeling a little. That explain me
4: to her. Look, honey.
10: The name is Charlie or Officer Boyd.
4: Officer Boyd, I don't want to have a lookout for another partner. Excuse me. No, no. No. You brought it up. It's just.
0: Kali look, sees.
4: Look, Officer Boyd, we work alone. We get our own intel. Do you
10: understand? Yes, I do. But I promise you, I will follow your lead and stay out of your way when you're doing your job. Just let me do mine.
3: Silence fills the car. Kali turns away, fuming. Kip shakes his head, turns to Charlie.
10: Just
0: stay out of Kali's way I just said I would I know
3: I hope you mean it Kali stomps off sits at the opposite end of the transport interior shuttle later Kali sits eyes closed at the rear Kip sits across the aisle charlie sits a few rows forward typing away on her handheld computer occasionally she glances back
4: I Need another partner
3: Kip glances at Charlie, back at Kali.
0: She might be useful. We've never tracked anyone who wasn't actually doing anything illegal. He's
4: one of them.
3: She's also one of us. She's alive. Charlie makes her way down the aisle toward them. Shh. Just hang on a minute. Charlie stops, leans against the seat in front of Kip.
1: Charlie.
10: I have something for you, Officer Singh.
3: Kali cracks an eye open.
10: What? Information about the last place Sun Wu had to use his DNA. And it wasn't that long ago, either. Yeah? Yes. He used his DNA at the same place the last three days in a row. Kip, check it.
3: Dip or... takes the handheld, studies the screen.
0: Looks like the good doctor might have a medical condition in the little Korea part of a major city three days running.
4: Treated for?
0: Uh, sore throat, fever, swollen glands.
10: Kid diseases. I think they sound too general to know.
3: Kali ignores her.
10: So, oh, little Korea.
0: Where? Uh, New York. Around the corner from that Korean BBQ place we go to
3: sometimes.
4: Oh. We land, we shuttle there.
3: Kip hands the computer back to Charlie. Kali leans back, and closes her eyes again. Charlie watches her.
10: You're welcome, Officer Singh.
3: She storms back to her seat. Kali opens one eye, grins, glancing over at Kip. Kip is not smiling.
0: What? Nothing. It's disturbing that
3: you enjoyed pissing off. They write in silence.
0: Is, is this your version of equality? None of us are
4: equal.
3: I heard this before.
4: Let me sleep.
3: Fine. Kali closes her eyes again. Kip does the same. Interior, Earthside shuttle dock, afternoon. The shuttle docks. The doors slide open. The team exit the shuttle, their DNA checked as they leave. Exterior, City Street, moments later. Kali strides purposefully into the afternoon sunlight. Kip hails a shuttle car. Charlie stands off to one side consulting her handheld. The shuttle car pulls up, and they board. The car pulls away. Exterior, City Street, Little Korea, later. The shuttle car stops, and the threesome exit the car. They stand at the corner of the Korean Market District. Kali st- surveys the area, watching. Charlie scans with her handheld. Kip wanders over to a nearby stall, selling pears.
10: I think I have a lock on his DNA. Kip, yep.
0: which way?
3: Kip pays for his pear, saunters back. Uh,
0: let me get my bearings.
3: Kip turns left, right, peers down the streets in front, off to each side. Charlie gapes at them both. Kip points down the left-hand street. This way,
10: um, about a block down. Excuse me, but I told you he's frequenting the clinic. Yep.
0: And if he's going to that clinic, he'll be in and out in a few minutes, not enough time for us to catch him.
3: Kali glares at Charlie, who glares back.
0: There's a traditional Korean restaurant near the clinic. He'll most likely drop in there for a bite to eat before or after his visit.
10: How do you figure that?
0: His profile says he's traditional Korean. He loves history, that means he loves food from the old country.
10: Yeah, what makes you think he'll stop to eat?
0: Because that is the only place that still makes its own kimchi and bulgogi. He'd go there, even if he was hiding across the city.
10: Well, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, let's go.
3: Ali strides off. Kip follows. Charlie scrambles to keep up. Exterior, City Street, Little Korea, restaurant. Kali, Kip, and Charlie reach the restaurant. They pause across the street and observe. Several people enter and exit. None of them is Mao Ching Song wu Charlie keeps her eyes on her handheld. Where is he? Wait. A beep comes from Charlie's handheld.
10: Got a match. His DNA just registered at the door. Not possible. We would have seen him. I can only tell you what my scanner tells me. Tech must be faulty. My eyes aren't. The tech isn't faulty. He must be in disguise. Uh,
3: Could be a DNA violation.
4: Yeah, go.
3: Ali takes off across the street, trailed by Kip and Charlie. They enter the restaurant. Interior, restaurant, continuous. The place is crowded. Kali and Skip scan the crowd. Charlie stays by the door. Kali gestures to Kip to stick with Charlie as she moves to the opposite side of the room.
0: Still registering? Yes. Can you get a direct hit with that thing?
3: Maybe the faulty tech? Don't. Just read the screen.
10: Yes, I can get a direct hit. Let me recalibrate.
3: Charlie plays with her screen. Kip flashes Kali to the wait signal. Kip nudges Charlie. Ready? She pulls away. Yeah. Good, you
0: scope the room and I'll stay here. When you get a fix, signal me and we'll move in.
9: Right.
3: Charlie moves slowly through the room, watching the screen of her handheld. Kip and Kali stand ready in position. Charlie abruptly stops at the table of a young woman, Anne-Marie, mid-twenties, with three young children. The woman sips a hot drink. The children eat hungrily. Charlie makes eye contact with Kip and Kali, moves back into the crowd. Kali moves first, readying her weapon. Kip follows slowly, doing the same. The woman seems unaware of them, but as the two men near her table, she bolts. The children scatter.
4: Got the kids! I've got her.
3: Kali grabs on Marie. Kip snatches the children into his arms, using his restraint cuffs to link them together. Kali tries to get tries to gently restrain the woman. Don't
4: resist. You won't get hurt. That's
9: not what I hear about you, bounty. Cuffs.
4: You've been listening wrong. Don't hurt women and children.
9: You better not.
4: Come quietly and it will work out.
3: Anne Marie stops struggling, lets Kali guide her to the door. Kip follows with the children in tow. Charlie flips her handheld clothes, jogging to follow.
10: Nothing to see here, folks. Just a little misunderstanding. We need to clear
3: up. They heard their bounty out the door. Exterior city street continuous. Outside, Kali spots the sign for a bounty house privacy booth. She nods for Kip and Charlie to follow her there. Anne Marie resists a bit, but Kali gets her inside. Interior privacy booth continuous. Inside, Kip sits the children down. Charlie closes the door. Kali sits Anne Marie down, searches her. She squirms a bit.
4: What are you looking for? You know, where is it? I'm not telling. Kip, don't have time for this.
3: Kip lays a hand on Anne Marie's shoulder.
0: Where's the DNA strand you're using to mask your own? I don't know what you mean. Maybe I can help.
3: Kali stops her.
6: You stay.
3: Oh, easy. Kip nods at the frightened children, all under the age of 10. Kali sighs, sits opposite Anne Marie.
4: Name?
9: Why should I tell you? Stop. Make this easy or hard? How could things possibly be harder? I'm already a slave, and with three kids, I'm an outcast.
4: It can get worse. Name?
3: She hesitates, glancing at her kids. She faces Kali again.
4: Anne Marie. OK. Anne Marie. Kali Singh, Bounty Cop 8944. My partner, Kip Kipling.
3: I like the poet. Anne Marie glances at Charlie.
4: And who is she?
3: Kali pauses before answering.
4: Tracker. No, DNA strand.
3: Anne-Marie glances at her frightened kids, then sighs heavily.
9: Behind my left ear. You'll have to dig it out.
3: Kali nods, pulls a multifunction knife off her belt. She leans around, gently moves Anne-Marie's hair aside. There's a red scar on her neck. Kali shakes her head, turns to Kit.
4: They're getting clever. Look.
3: Kip joins Kali to peer at Anne-Marie's neck. They
0: get more and more dangerous the time. How how are we going to get that out of her without doing too much damage?
4: Cut and cauterize. Medkit might have a new laser.
3: Kip nods, then grabs the medkit. He roots through it, comes up with a roll of self-healing bandage and the laser pen. Kali stands aside for Kip to do the surgery.
10: Wait, you're going to perform surgery on that woman right here, are you? Yes. Let him concentrate.
3: Charlie steps into Kali's personal space.
4: You can't do that in front of these kids. Ken, be useful, some of them. Why me? Who else? We're busy. Surgery?
3: Charlie rolls her eyes, turns to the children, smiling.
10: Don't worry, kids. Your mom will be just fine.
3: Charlie sits with the children, shows them her handheld as Kip takes the laser pen, sets it to cut.
0: Be ready with that pressure bandage. Do it.
3: Kip takes a deep breath, applies the laser scalpel to the red scar behind Anne Marie's ear. She winces, bites her lips, but makes no sound. Kali takes her right hand, squeezes it.
4: Squeeze as hard as you need to.
3: Kip finishes as blood pours down Anne-Marie's neck, drenching her shirt. He reaches in with his fingers, pulls a long sliver of bone from the wound. More blood gushes as he carefully bags the bone fragment. He turns to Kali.
0: I can't seal it while while it's still bleeding like that. You have to put the bandage on now.
3: Kali nods with one hand, quickly applies the bandage to the gushing wound. The flow stops immediately. Anne-Marie almost faints. Kali catches her, picking her up
4: you kids up outside
0: why where are we going and what are you going to do to help this woman she is helping now just do what she says fine
3: charlie gets the children up leads them out kip quickly returns the tool to the med kit kali stands ready at the door we go yeah you taking her to the clinic
4: yes place. call it in
0: what are we calling in
4: DNA violation.
0: She has kids, Carl. Do we really need to do that?
4: Kids are the reason.
0: Can we at least wait until she's led us to the target?
4: If the talk can get her stabilized for moving, yeah, we can wait. Good. Go.
3: They exit the booth. Ali carries Anne Marie. Exterior, City Street, outside clinic. Charlie leads the children. Kip and Kali rush Anne Marie into the clinic. Interior, medical clinic, continuous. Kali rushes into the busy reception area. She spots a nurse.
4: You, sister, patient for the doc. Dear God, what happened to her?
0: Kip flashes his badge. DNA violation, we
3: need the doc now.
4: Okay, right this way.
3: The nurse leads Kali into the examining area. Kip turns to Charlie. Keep them quiet. We won't be long. There you say, boss. Kip scowls at her, follows Kali. Interior clinic, examining room, continuous. Kali sits Anne-Marie onto an examining table. Kip guards the door. Get the doc, now. The nurse rushes out. Kali makes Anne-Marie comfortable. The nurse returns quickly with the doctor. What am I fixing, officer?
0: I'm BC-9991 and my partner, BC-8944. We had to remove a DNA strand from her neck.
3: The doctor removes the bandage. Immediately, the blood begins to flow again. Nurse, surgical laser. The nurse fumbles for the laser, hands it off to the doctor. The doctor squeezes the wound together, applies the laser. The wound closes, leaving a long scar.
0: Can I ask, where was the
3: DNA strand?
0: Embedded in the vein. It was a bone sliver with a marrow attached, clearly not hers.
3: The nurse cleans Anne-Marie up. Anne-Marie wakes up. The doctor shakes his head. Those renegade doctors are going too far. They're going to kill people.
4: They already
0: do.
3: The doctor stares at Kali, helps Anne-Marie to her feet. The doctor pulls a syringe out of a cabinet, gives Anne-Marie a shot. What's that? Adrenaline. How are you feeling, young lady?
0: Okay.
9: A little lightheaded, but okay.
3: Good. The doctor helps Anne Marie down from the examining table. Now get her and yourselves out of here. This is a respectable clinic. Where are the law. The doctor confronts Kali. Kip steps between them.
0: Let's go. Let's just take Anne Marie
3: and go. Kali takes Anne Marie by the arm, leads her out. Kip follows closely on their heels. Exterior city streets, outside clinic. Kip, Kali, Anne-Marie, Charlie, and the children stand on the street. People avoid them. Kali has Anne-Marie by the arm. She backs Anne-Marie into the wall.
0: Take us to him.
3: Kip puts a hand on Kali's arm. Kali,
0: we need to get off with her. She almost died. Broke the law. Stay out of this. I'm just saying.
4: Shut up. No time for next.
3: Fine. Kali turns back to Anne Marie. Her children whimper. Kali blocks their view.
9: Oh? He's a neighbor, just an old Korean man. Take us to him. I don't want to get him killed. Take us now.
3: Anne Marie starts to cry. Come on, Kali. She's just a scared girl.
4: Check your spine, Kip Lang.
3: Kip pulls at Kali who shakes him off. Collie. Charlie leans in, keeping her eyes on the children.
10: We're going now?
9: Are
4: we, Anne-Marie, going?
9: Yeah, yes. I'll take you, but we'll need to th- we'll need a shuttle bus.
4: Fine. Kip, shuttle bus.
3: Yes, sir. Kip stalks off, hails a shuttle bus. They all load in, and the bus drives off. Exterior, shabby apartment building, later. The shuttle bus stops. Kali and crew get out. Anne-Marie reaches for her children. Kali pulls her ahead. Kip scans the street. Charlie herds the children. Kali pushes Anne-Marie towards the stairs. She stumbles as they enter. Kip follows Charlie with the kids in the rear. Interior, shabby apartment building, hallway, continuous. Kali stops at the top of the stairs leading to the basement.
4: Is there a neighbor where the kids can go? Yes, on the next floor up.
1: Take them, while
3: Kip and I get Sunwoo. I'm supposed to stick
1: with you. Just do as she says.
3: Charlie hesitates, takes the children up the stairs. Kali gestures for Anne Marie to go downstairs. Kip follows. They pause in front of Sunwoo's door. Kali pushes Anne Marie forward, nods at the door. Anne Marie wipes her face, knocks.
9: Doctor Sunwoo, it's me, Anne Marie. I want you to have something
3: for him. She glances at Kali, then knocks again.
9: Hey, Doc, I have something for you. Can you hurry up? It's kind of heavy.
3: Kali nods, pulls her aside, shoving her against the wall. Kip takes position to the side, no answer. Kip turns to Anne-Marie.
0: Is your DNA coded to this door by any chance? Yes.
3: Open it. Anne-Marie puts her thumb in the DNA scanner attached to the door. The lock clicks to open. Kali reaches for the door, enters. She turns to Kip. Robert, Kip. Kip grabs Anne-Marie's arm, pulling her into the apartment after Kali. Interior, apartment, continuous. Kali, weapon drawn, moves through the apartment, inspecting all the rooms. Kip has Anne-Marie held in the living room. Kali enters the back bedroom. Anything? Nothing. Kali returns to the main room, holsters her weapon.
4: Nobody, but somebody was. Bed's not made, shower stall's still wet.
3: What
0: do you want to do? Wait here or outside.
4: Here.
0: Anne-Marie, what about her? Stays with us.
3: Charlie bursts in, her weapon drawn. Kali grabs the weapon, shoves her against the wall.
4: What the hell are you doing?
3: Charlie pushes Kali away.
4: My job. Your job was to stay with those kids.
3: Anne Marie?
9: Can I go to them? Nowhere?
3: Nowhere?
9: Oh, my children, are they are they okay?
3: They're
10: fine. They're with the neighbor.
3: Anne-Marie pulls away from Kip, grabs Kali's arm. Can I go to them? Kali shakes her off. Kip pulls her away.
0: Sorry, but we need you close by.
3: Kali glances at Kip. Charlie shoves past her. Charlie peers out the basement window. Kali and Kip exchange a glance. Anne-Marie sits, wringing her hands. Kip glances at her.
0: Anne-Marie, can you cook? Yes. Good. How about we see what the doc has in the kitchen? I'm sure we could all use some food.
3: Kip offers Anne Marie his hand. She takes it, following him into the kitchen. Kali turns back to Charlie, waits until they're alone.
4: Don't ever question my orders. Do you forget who I work for?
3: Kali grabs Charlie by the arm.
4: didn't forget, but you're on my team. Do as I say. You're a bully. I give
10: orders. Would your partner agree?
4: He doesn't. But he's alive. I see. You don't.
3: Kali releases her, closes the door of the apartment. Interior, apartment, kitchen, simultaneously. Kip leans against the counter watching Anne-Marie cook meat in a frying pan. She glances nervously at him, is splattered by the cooking meat. She pulls back, sucks at her burnt finger.
9: You okay? Yes. No, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I feel the same way sometimes. She glances at him, returns to cooking.
9: Your partner is a lot of work.
3: Sometimes. The sound of sizzling meat fills the silence. Can I ask you something?
9: Sure, I might even answer.
0: I hope you will. answer that is? Ask your question, officer. Why steal DNA? You obviously qualify for extra shares.
9: No, see, I, I don't. You obviously don't know the
0: rules about dependent children, do you? No, I don't. It's not a law we're expected to enforce. They have a special squad for that.
9: Let me explain. Us workers are only supposed to have so many kids, and even then, we need permission first.
3: Anne-Marie grabs a tomato and a knife. Kip raises a hand, but she shows him it's for the tomato. He lowers his hand as, he, as she starts to slice the tomato.
9: But men of any class are allowed to have as many children as they want, and they get extra allowances for them, regardless if they're the actual biological parent or not.
0: Ah, and that's why you were using
3: the doctor's DNA.
9: Yes. He was kind enough to help me out.
3: Anne-Marie grabs four plates, plates the tomatoes. She then slices the meat in the pan, portioning equally on all four plates.
0: Why?
9: You don't seem to know much for a bounty cup.
3: Maybe I do,
0: and I just like talking to you.
3: Anne-Marie slices cucumbers onto the plates.
9: Mao Chen put all three of my kids on his record so that I could get them food and medicine.
0: Where's their biological father?
9: Living off world on one of the pretty paradises.
0: You mean their father is someone rich and powerful? Yes. Aren't they supposed to support any offspring they have with their workers?
9: Yes, we found a way out of it. How? You fired me and had the records changed to say I hadn't worked for him for over 10 years. My oldest child is eight. Didn't they
0: test the kid's DNA?
9: No reason to. I didn't work for him. So how could I come in contact with his DNA? That's disgusting. Yeah. So I have to resort to borrowing DNA from any nice man I can to take care of my kids. Then they can grow up and suffer
0: too.
3: I should be helping you, not hurting you.
9: Tell me something I don't
3: know. She mixes some oil, vinegar, spices in a bowl. Then pours a little over all of the vegetables.
9: Tell your partner her food's ready.
3: Kip gazes at Anne Marie a moment, leans out the kitchen door. Food's up. He returns, carries the plates to the table. Anne Marie pours water into glasses. Interior, Chief Judicial Enforcer's Office, evening. CJE Adams sits at her desk, speaks into her headset. And you don't
8: have him yet? Well, where are you?
3: She pauses to listen.
8: I see. And Singh, does she suspect that this isn't a rescue mission?
3: Eve fusses with the keys of her keyboard.
8: Good. Keep her in the dark and watch that partner of hers. Kipling's record shows them as a bit of a soft touch. Yes. Report in when you have the key.
3: She hangs up, pushes a button on her desk.
8: Alicia, can you send in the captain of the special services squad?
3: She releases the button. A few moments later, her office door opens. The captain, a tall nondescript man, enters wearing a dark gray uniform. The man stands at ease in front of her desk. Captain. Yes, ma'am. What are your orders?
8: I want you to go to the following address and bring in Bounty Officer 9991 Kipling Robert.
5: Dead or alive, ma'am?
8: Oh, very much alive. He's wanted for questioning. SEPARATING HIM FROM HIS PARTNER JUST MIGHT HASTEN THINGS.
3: As you wish.
8: Dismissed, Captain. Report to me when the officer is in custody.
3: The Captain salutes, then leaves. Adam sighs, presses a button on her console. A holographic image of Earth appears. A voice, terraforming narrator, speaks as the holographic Earth cycles through a terraforming process.
2: With the earth being devoid of life, the ne- next best step to utilizing the valuable real estate is to terraform it
8: into a veritable paradise, an Eden, if you will.
3: Eve is mesmerized by the display.
8: And then offer it up to the highest bidders as a playground for whomever can afford to play there.
3: He continues to watch the screen. Interior doctor Sunglu's apartment. Kali enters the living room. Rubbing her stomach, belching, Charlie follows. Looks disgusted. Kip enters the room with Anne-Marie.
0: Wonderful meal, Anne-Marie. Your kids are lucky to have a mom who can cook.
9: Yeah, when I have enough credits to buy the groceries, hope now doesn't mind that I use his food. Won't matter. Why not? What are you going to do to him? Not your
3: problem. Anne-Marie turns to Kip.
9: What's going to happen to Mal?
0: We have to take him in for questioning. He has something we need, something everyone needs.
9: He's
10: just an old collector. He doesn't have anything you could leave. Shut her up. She has a right to speak. We have a right not to listen.
3: Charlie returns to the window, sulking. Anne-Marie stands in front of Kali.
9: Fine. Can I go to bed now? Yeah. Boy,
4: go with her.
10: I'm not a babysitter.
4: I'm putting you in charge of the informant.
3: Charlie glares at Kali, drags Anne-Marie to the bedroom. Come on. Kali makes herself comfortable on the sofa. Tip takes a seat in the chair. Silence falls. Kip turns to his partner.
0: Are we letting Emery go after we get some woo?
4: DNA violator.
0: Yeah, I know, but she has a good reason.
4: They all have good reasons. To them, at least.
0: She really does. Her employer knocked her up and then ditched his responsibility.
4: Is that what she told you?
0: Yes. You believe her? Yes, I do. I think it's the truth. It.
3: Kip throws a pillow at Kali. Hard ass. <laughs> Kali laughs, sits up, gazing at Kip.
0: So? No. So we let her go and get her some extra credit so she can take better care of the kids.
4: And where are we getting these?
0: I'll donate them.
6: Like
4: I said, soft touch.
0: Well, someone has to help her.
3: The law isn't. Ali holds up her hands, lays down again.
4: Okay. Okay. Get school ID for the kids. I mean, could turn out to be productive citizens.
6: They could.
0: Silence descends for a moment. Thanks, partner. Sometimes it's just right to say thanks.
4: You think about right in the wrong way.
0: No, I think about right in the right way. It's the rest of the world that
3: gets it wrong. Kali lab, closed laughs, closes her eyes. Interior apartment morning. Kali and Kip are asleep in the living room, sprawled across the furniture. The doorknob rattles, startling Kip awake. He rises silently, awakens Kali. Kali rises, motions for Kip to take position near the door. Kip does, Kali readies her weapon. The door opens, Dr. Sung Wu enters. Kip grabs him, Kali aims her weapon. Charlie comes racing from the bedroom, followed by Anne-Marie. Sung-Woo fights back. Anne-Marie starts screaming for Kip to let mao Chin go. Charlie shoves her aside. She then pulls her weapon, turns to Kali
10: shoot him aren't you gonna shoot him uh, your partner needs help is doing fine
3: anne marie runs to the struggling pair kip and the doctor struggle calm down i don't want to hurt you let me go you judicial judas anne marie hits kip with her fists you're hurting him stop it kali watches waiting for the right moment she turns to charlie
4: Get her out.
10: I can't get a clear shot with her in the way. Finally you get something right.
3: Charlie aims her weapon, fires it, and Marie falls to the floor. Kip resta- restrains Malchin. Kali turns to Charlie, grabs her weapon.
10: What was that on stun? What? I eliminated a threat to the mission. What does it matter if she's alive or dead? It matters, so she better not be.
3: Kali kneels, checks Anne-Marie's vitals. Kip cuffs the doctor's hands in the front. He is subdued. Kali looks up at Kip, shakes her head. Kip looks away. The doctor lunges for Charlie. Kip grabs him.
5: You killed her.
3: Why? Malchin lowers his head as Kali picks up Anne-Marie's body, puts her on the sofa. She turns to Charlie.
10: Explain. A subdued, a perpetrator. Kill isn't subdue. She wasn't dangerous. Well, I know she wasn't dangerous.
5: How could you think an underfed, weak girl was a danger to you? Baboya.
0: Carl, what are you gonna do about
3: about this? The children. Ali takes Charlie's weapon.
4: Mine until I say. Uh, when will that be? When I say. We need to get the dog out of here.
3: Kali pulls Malchin toward the bedroom. Interior bedroom continuous. Kali pulls the doctor into the bedroom.
4: Doc, get some clothes, personals. You're coming with us.
3: Why? What could you want from me?
4: You have a key. We need it.
3: The doctor glares at Kali, then looks away. Yes, I will get my things.
4: Good. I'll go with you.
3: Colleen unlocks the restraints around Malchin's wrists. Interior, living room, continuous. Kip glares at Charlie before going to Anne Marie's body. He searches through her pockets.
10: What are you doing?
3: None of your business.
10: Looks like you're getting your jollies.
3: I'm not. Shut up.
10: You don't have to talk to me that way.
3: Kip pulls Anne Marie's ID from her pocket, picks up the phone.
0: This is Bounty Cop 9991 reporting the death of citizen 05036532. The citizen has three dependent children at the address currently displayed on your screen.
3: Kip glares at Charlie who ignores him.
0: I want a transfer of 10,000 of my personal credits transferred to an account for their benefit. The body of the citizen can be claimed at the same address. Bounty Cop 9991. Over and out.
3: Kip hangs up the phone, turns to find Charlie watching him.
10: Very generous of you. Just keep your mouth shut. Should I be threatened?
3: Kip drugs. Kali comes from the bedroom with Mal Chin, who carries a small bag over his shoulder.
4: Alrighty. Call
3: it in. Sirens can now be heard in the distance.
4: Right, go.
3: The foursome exit the apartment as the sirens get louder. Exterior, City Street, later. The four navigate street traffic towards the shuttle station. The sound of the sirens surround them. Kip and Kali search for the cause of the sirens. Kip runs ahead a short way, jumps on top of a block of dumpsters. Kali, Malchin, and Charlie duck into the alleyway. What's going on? Why are we hiding? Don't you see, little girl, these nice cops think that they're coming for us.
10: What? Why? Quiet. Is he right? Do you think the sirens are for us?
4: Maybe. Too many coming in our direction, especially now. We got our fugitive.
5: When did I become a fugitive?
10: When you refused to cooperate with the chief judicial authority and come in for an interview.
5: I refused no such thing. I was not asked,
3: but ordered. I take orders from no one.
10: Both of you, shut
4: it. Not an order, threat.
3: An official bounty cop vehicle pulls up, stops in the street, not far from their hiding place. The doors open, half a dozen cops exit, taking defensive positions. A riot squad captain steps out, swinging a small portable amplifier. Officers 8944, 9991, you are requested to lay down your weapons and show yourselves. You are to bring the fugitive Mao-Chin sung Wu, with you. Kip glances at Kali, who shakes her head.
10: I don't understand what they're doing. Got it.
3: Kip moves closer to the riot vehicle. Kali leans out from the alley. This
4: is Officer 8944. Please state reason for disarmament.
3: The riot squad bring their weapons to bear on Kali's direction. The squad captain faces Kali. Officer 8944, you are to disarm and approach the vehicle. Kali pulls herself back into the alley. Help. She glances at Charlie, returns her weapon to her.
4: I'm going out there. You keep the doc safe. Don't shoot him and stop anyone else from shooting him. Got it?
10: Of course. But do you think you should really go out there?
4: Only way out of a dead end.
3: Ali removes her weapon from its holster, glances over at Kip to signal him. Kip acknowledges. Kali turns to Charlie again.
4: Eyes on Kit. Follow his lead. Okay. Careful. No careful in field work.
3: Just get this over with. Kali nods, raises her weapon over her head, her other hand in the air.
4: Here, putting the weapon on the ground.
3: She slowly puts the weapon on the ground, slides it forward with a couple of feet, stops in her tracks. The squad surrounds her. The captain stops ten feet away. Where is Officer 9991 and the fugitive, Dr. Sung Wu?
4: I'm alone. Fugitive is with my partner. Where? Not here.
3: A shame. Kip moves forward, revealing his location. The captain turns, fires at Kip. Kip falls, his weapon on the ground, clutching his leg where he's been wounded. Charlie charges from hiding, firing recklessly. She shoots the captain in the chest. Kali dives for her weapon. Kali turns to Kip's aide. Charlie grabs her, hauling her toward the riot vehicle. Dr. Sun Wu runs towards the vehicle, ducking, as weapons are fired in all directions.
10: Come on, Singh. We have to go. We have to get to Kip. No time. Kip, my partner. No time. He'll either survive and find you, or he won't. Not leaving Kip behind.
3: Kali sets her weapon on stun, about to leave the shelter of the vehicle, sees Kip surrounded, then handcuffed. Shit. Khalid dives into the car as Charlie starts the engine, locks the armor into position. She guns the engine, pulling into the street, racing from the scene. Interior, Moonbase Apollo, interrogation room, later. Kip is dragged into the interrogation room, accompanied by a riot squad captain number two. Kip has been beaten, is barely conscious, but alive. The guard shoves him into a hard chair. Harsh, bright light is shown directly onto Kip. He winces. A figure enters, approaches him, stopping just outside the light. Nods to the captain.
1: Douse him. He needs to be aware of his surroundings.
3: One of the guards injects Kip with something, which makes him sit up, open his eyes more.
1: Can you hear me, prisoner? Yes. Good. Is your is your name Robert Kipling? Yes. Is your badge number nine 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 one? Yes. Is your par- partner colleague Singh?
0: Yes. Don't you know all this?
1: You answer questions. I ask them.
3: Right. you'll hurt me. Shif shifts position, wincing painfully.
1: So I'll ask your questions. What does Officer Singh intend to do with the fugitive, Dr. Qin sang Sang-Wu?
0: What? Nothing. Except bring him in.
1: And why was she hiding in the fugitive's apartment with a DNA violator?
0: Not hiding. Waiting for someone to come home. The DNA violator was
3: the one who took us there. The captain approaches Kip, shocks him with a taser. Kip jumps, slumps over. The captain pulls Kip up by the hair.
1: Why was the DNA violator not brought in for questioning?
3: Kip gasps, breathes heavily. The captain shakes him. She
0: has a name, her name was Anne-Marie. She wasn't brought in because she was shot.
1: Why was she shot?
3: Because Boyd is an idiot. The captain shocks Kip again. (laughs) Kip shudders, slumps over. The captain pulls him up by his ear.
1: That isn't an answer. It's all I have. Why was the J.C.A. not informed that the fugitive had been apprehended and was being transported into the head office?
0: It was understood that we were to
3: transport him immediately to base.
1: That is also not an answer.
3: The captain turns to the shadowy figure.
1: I believe this prisoner has given us all his important information.
3: The figure leaves. The captain turns to his men
1: turn on the recording device
3: the guard pulls out a small camera turns it on pointing it at kip turn on the juice the guard pulls out a small device points it at kip
1: officer 9991 you have been found in violation of the law as set out by the judicial enforcement agency
3: <laughs> Which law? which law kip laughs <coughs> his laugh descending into a croak <laughs>
1: You will now face punishment.
3: Which law? The captain signals the guard with the device. The guard turns it on. Kip is electrocuted. Interior, abandoned office building. Basement, later. Kali, Charlie, and Mal Chin huddle in the basement of an abandoned office building. Kali peers out the window as Charlie ties up Mal Chin. Must you tie tie me so tightly?
10: You're a fugitive and now prisoner.
5: I'm just an old man.
10: Right.
3: You are a bitch. I'm just doing my job. She smacks him across the face. He's about to do it again when Kali grabs her arm.
4: We don't beat prisoners. But he's tied up, it's just words. They won't help him escape. Leave him alone.
3: Charlie pulls away. Fine.
4: Follow the rules. I'm getting information and then kick.
3: Ali moves towards the door. Charlie starts to cry.
10: You, you want to leave me alone here? What if I screw up? You know I'm a screw-up.
3: Charlie flings herself at Kali. Kali pushes her away.
4: Act professional. Do your job. I won't be wrong.
3: Ali pushes past, exits the basement. Charlie watches her leave with a hard look in her eyes. Exterior, City Street, Public Square, moments later. Kali wins carefully through the crowded square. She keeps her eye on the public information display screen. In moments, an announcement blares from the speaker system.
7: Citizens, the following report requires your immediate attention.
3: Everyone stops, watches the screens.
7: A rogue bounty cop was secured today as he attempted to murder his partner in cold blood.
3: Video plays of the scene with Kip and Kali facing the judicial enforcement riot squad. Kali watches, mesmerized, shocked that the dialogue doesn't match what actually happened. Officer 9991. Oh. Do not fire on your partner. I repeat, do not fire. The vid shows Kip firing, then riot squad taking him.
7: The suspect has been apprehended and is currently in custody where he fully admitted his crimes.
3: The next scene is Kip in the interrogation chamber, the captain questioning him.
1: Robert Kipling, you are charged with the attempted murder of your partner, Kali Singh.
3: Kip's words don't match his lip movement.
0: Yeah, she's been
3: holding me back.
0: Of
1: course I
3: tried to kill her.
1: So you admit your crime. She's still alive? No crime. Are there any others involved in this plot? No. Just me. Then you are sentenced to death for violation of your oath as a bounty cop.
3: The next scene shows Kip being electrocuted. The screen goes blank. The crowd falls silent. Kali freezes. The announcer returns to the screen with a picture of Kali off to one side.
7: It is believed that Officer 8944, Kali Singh, is still in danger. If you see this officer, please report it to the Judicial Enforcement Authority immediately.
3: Kali sidles away from the crowd, keeping her head down.
7: Just go to the nearest call box and dial 951 and you will be connected directly to our hotline.
3: The announcer's face fades. Kali's face fills every screen. She ducks behind the crowd, escaping. Interior, Chief Judicial Enforcement Office, Enforcer's Office later. The CJE is sitting at her desk, intent on the display before her. The terraforming holograph plays on repetition a buzz from her intercom startles her she punches the button what is it
8: i have information for you madam about what officer Singh. come in then
3: eve touches the button on her desk the holograph disappears alicia enters waits
8: well what do you have officer singh was spotted in public area 51 during the broadcast of officer kipling's interrogation Well, that means she isn't too far from the shuttle dock. Excellent. Make sure that the citizen who reported this is rewarded with an extra DNA allowance. As you say, madam.
3: Alicia exits. Eve's private line rings. She answers it.
8: I'm hoping you have something for me. I need to know where you are.
3: She pauses a moment.
8: Yes. Bring her in and don't worry if she's killed in pursuit.
3: She hangs up. Buzzes Alicia again.
8: Alicia, send a squad along to the last location of Officer Singh.
3: She hangs up, returns to her holograph. She speaks to the image.
8: And in God's eye, there came a paradise, and it was Eden.
3: Her gaze is intense. Exterior city street, an alley, later. Kali avoids the approaching sirens by taking an alley. The first JEA copter flies over. Kali spots Charlie peering out of the basement window. She signals her to stay put. Charlie nods, disappears from the window. Kali watches the traffic. More copters circle overhead. She jumps into traffic, reaches an intersection. Two squad cars move to trap her. She jumps onto the roof of the car, grabs the landing support of a low-flying copter. The copter takes off, flies over the cars, trying to dislodge her. The erratic copter flies into a tall building. Kali jumps free, lands on a pursuing squad car, the car speeds off. The car veers from side to side. Kali pulls the passenger out and onto the roof. They struggle. Kali shoves the guard off the roof. Kali jumps into the cab of the car, grinning at the driver. They pull weapons on each other. Kali jams her gun into the barrel of the driver's gun. The discharge shocks the driver. Kali kicks him out the door, grabs the wheel. Pursuit continues. Kali drives down into the subway station. Crashing downstairs, scattering crowds, she slams through the booths, screeches to a halt. The car teetering on the edge of the platform. Other squad cars halt just behind. Guards disembark, assembling with weapons drawn. The rumble of the subway fills the station. The car teeters, falls into the track pit, is hit by the subway train, which crushes the vehicle. Kali hides in the pit, out of sight. The train careens past within inches of her face. The train passes, the guards leave. Kali sneaks from her hiding place, returns to the street. Interior, abandoned office building basement, moments later. Malchin chin is lying bruised, beaten on the floor. Charlie leans over him. Now,
10: you are gonna tell me where this key is or Officer Singh is going to be very disappointed at your demise when she returns.
3: A sound startles her. She spins around, drawing her weapon. Kali appears through the doorway, sees Charlie with her weapon drawn raises her hands charlie lowers her weapon Kali sees malchin on the floor
10: what happened escape attempt he's stronger than he looks uh, doesn't like women in authority too much i mean look what he did to my face
3: charlie turns her head so Kali can see the cut and bruise on her cheek she looks at it briefly kneels down to talk to mal chin mal chin is battered terrified
4: Behave yourself and I won't let her touch you again. We clear?
3: Clear. Yes, clear. No more hitting, please.
4: Great. No more hitting.
3: Khalid helps mulch into his feet. Turns to Charlie.
4: We need to leave
10: right now. Where are we going?
4: You'll know when we get
10: there. Are you going to tie his hands again? No. He might need them. For what? To hit me again?
3: Kali glances at Charlie's bruise, then at the doctor.
10: You'll be fine. Is that the point?
4: Yeah. We have rules about beating prisoners.
10: you questioning my training? No. your judgment. Sorry I don't measure up to St. Kip.
3: Kali slams Charlie against a wall, chokes her gently.
4: Don't talk about him. You don't know him, you don't know me.
3: Charlie gags, pushes at Kali's arm. Kali releases her, Charlie rubs her throat.
10: I'm sorry, I won't won't say another word.
3: Kali turns to Mao Chin.
10: Come, Doc.
3: Okay, I don't move very fast.
4: Not too far. Come on, both of you.
3: Kali leads Mao Chin out of the basement, Charlie follows behind. Exterior, city streets, large apartment complex, continuous. People come and go from a rear entrance of the large, fairly clean apartment complex. They're depositing garbage. After a few minutes, a garbage truck enters the area, empties the large container into the hopper, leaves. As the rumble fades, Kali steps carefully into the open, looks behind her, gestures for the other two to follow. Charlie and Mao Chin follow, hurrying to the back entrance of the building. Kali shoes them inside, then follows behind. Interior, large apartment building, upstairs hallway, continuous. Kali leads them in to an unmarked apartment door with a DNA scanner. She pulls a small vial of blood from inside her shirt, unseals it. What's that? Blood. Blood?
10: Yeah, blood.
3: She pours a drop of the blood onto the DNA scanner.
10: Why not put your own thumb in there?
3: A thumbprint shows up as active DNA.
10: Oh,
3: of course. Kali waits and the green light flashes on. The DNA has been accepted. The door pops open. Whose DNA is it? Government inspector, get inside. Kali shoves Charlie and Mao Chin into the apartment with a quick glance around, enters, closes the door. Interior, apartment, continuous. Inside the apartment, Kali takes Malchin Chin by the arm, guides him towards a room down the hallway.
4: Come on, I want you safe.
5: You
3: mean you want to be kept safe for me because I'm such a dangerous old man? No. Safe from harm. Kali glances at Charlie, who studies the Spartan apartment. Malchin winks at Kali as they go into the bedroom. Interior. Bedroom. Continuous. Inside the bedroom, Kali makes Malchin comfortable.
4: You can rest here. Kip's room. Kip's stuff. Okay?
3: Okay. Kali moves to leave when Malchin stops her. Wait,
5: besides her, why do you think I need to be safe from anybody?
4: Something doesn't add up.
5: I see. You're much smarter than most cops, Officer
3: Singh.
4: Most cops are smarter than we let anyone else believe. That's
3: mess. Kali leaves. <laughs> lies on lies back on the bed. Interior, apartment, living room, continuous. As Kali enters the living room, she finds Charlie posing at the kitchen counter holding a bottle of ale. Kali approaches her, takes the bottle from her, pushes past her, pours the drink down the sink.
10: Why? Not thirsty. Been a rough day, huh? Thought you could use a drink.
4: You don't know me. You know what I need.
10: There is something seriously wrong with you.
3: Charlie strides across the room towards the door, but Kali stops her.
10: Where are you going? I'm not taking this shit anymore.
4: No. My team, my rules. Or what? For nothing, no option.
3: Charlie pulls away, plops herself onto the sofa.
10: Fine, so where are we? Home. Really? You have a big place like this all to yourself? No. You live together? Is that normal for partners to live together or? We're partners. Okay, partners. Yeah, partners, friends. Sure. You assume too much. Sorry, no need to be mad.
4: I'm not. Don't give me a reason to be.
10: I won't. And I get how hard it can be when someone you care about dies.
3: Ali loses her temper, straddles Charlie. She pins her in place blocking her legs. Charlie looks terrified as Kali leans in.
4: Shut up. About Chip. About anything.
3: She squeezes Charlie's shoulders.
4: Stop playing games. We clear? Clear. Perfectly
3: clear. Kali climbs off her.
4: Good. Going to shower. Don't answer the door. Leave the doctor alone. He's tied up and harmless.
10: Fine. Can I at least make something to eat? Yeah, for all of us, if you can cook. I can.
3: Kali stares a moment longer, strides to the bathroom slamming the door. Interior, bathroom, later. Kali emerges from the shower, grabs the towel drying off. She studies her face in the mirror, exits the bathroom. Interior, apartment, living room, continuous. Kali emerges into the living room, sees Charlie in the kitchen cooking something in a pot on the stove.
6: Nice towel. It smells good.
3: Kali walks into the kitchen. Charlie steps aside to let her taste the food. She does answer back the spoon.
4: Good.
10: More pepper. But good. Nice. So, how come you raid a cooking unit? All field cops
4: get them. One of the perks.
10: I see. Lucky you. So, can I take a shower now? Help yourself. Mind the food. I don't want it to burn. Right.
3: She flounces off, pauses at the lavatory.
10: So, should I wear a towel to eat in? Clothes. Just checking. Don't want to do the wrong thing. Go. Oh.
3: Charlie her, enters the bathroom, closing the door. Interior, an elegant garden dining room. Later, Eve Adams sits at a long dining table filled with guests. The garden has luxurious plants. Butterflies flutter above the diners. Servants discreetly bring plates, take others away.
7: So Adams, what's the status of the moon base situation?
2: Yes, I'm concerned about my earth investments. I have a lot of valuable workers living there.
8: Oh, nothing you to worry you. Everything is under control. What if the facility can't be shut down? I understand that the missiles are armed. Oh, that is true, but terraforming techniques have been perfected and what better place to test them? Has Oh, of course. If the unfortunate comes to pass and the earth's surface is rendered barren, we can terraform it into a much better version of itself.
5: And my investments, will they remain
8: mine? Of course. No change there. And the workers? Judicial Enforcement Authority comes to the rescue. We have every single person's DNA on file and we can clone anyone at any time if necessary.
3: The guests all nod and smile, chattering among themselves. Now that is a valuable resource. Everyone laughs, an aide enters, whispers in Eve's ear. Eve sets down her napkin.
8: I do apologize, my dear friends, but I have an urgent message about the situation, I'm sure.
3: Everyone laughs, again, as Eve excuses herself. Interior, rare plant room, continuous. Eve enters a room filled with rare plants. She approaches the tastefully hidden wall comm unit, dismisses the aide. She keys in a code, attaches the earphone to her ear. A garbled voice comes over the line.
10: I have a location for you.
8: Yes, yes, where? She's at our apartment with the fugitive. Excellent. And your assignment? Complete in 24 hours. Good.
3: She disconnects the line, removing the earpiece. She leans over the comm again, speaking into the microphone.
8: Erase origin code of the last call
3: a soft beep sounds the calm voice answers
8: call
2: origin erased
3: eve turns leaves the room interior apartment dining area night Kali is dressed serving the meal charlie emerges wearing only a towel kali scowls at her picks up a plate filled with food
4: taking this to the dock put on clothes
3: charlie ignores her sits and begins to eat kali returns sits opposite still scowling they eat in silence
10: do you mind if i ask you something yes fine and i'm still asking
3: Kali glares continues to eat
10: how long have you and kip been partners
3: Kali grunts glares
10: seem like such a tight team i've never had a partner so i was curious what's it like okay years really have you known him since childhood? Yeah. Childhood sucked. Is that it? It sucked.
3: Ali stares at Charlie before answering.
10: Yeah.
4: It sucked. we help each other. Been doing that ever since.
10: You grew up on Earth? Yeah. Is that why it sucked?
3: Kali looks up at her, starts to laugh. She joins in. Kali sobers quickly.
10: You should be here. Of course, I get it.
4: No, you don't. I don't miss people. I don't miss family who are long dead or have gone to parts unknown.
3: She stops eating, stares at Charlie.
4: I don't miss childhood friends. I don't miss
10: anything. I miss him. I see. Don't pretend to understand. I
6: don't understand
10: What do you mean? What do
3: you mean? Kali throws her fork down, stands up. She grabs her plate, takes it to the kitchen, places it on the counter.
4: I don't understand why why my own government, who sent me on this assignment, are chasing. I don't know why they're telling me lies about me, and I don't understand why Kip is dead.
3: She picks up the plate, throws it into the sink where it smashes. Charlie jumps, comes to the kitchen to stand beside her. Kali grabs her by the arm, starts to squeeze her.
4: Can you tell me why this is happening to me? Can you tell me why my best friend had lies put into his mouth and then was publicly executed?
10: Can you?
3: Charlie grabs Kali's face. I don't know,
10: I don't know, but screaming and breaking things isn't gonna solve this. You have to calm down.
3: Kali thrusts Charlie away, strides into the living room. She picks up a framed picture of herself and Kip, flings it across the room where it shatters against a wall. She stops then, retrieves the shattered frame and picture. She sits on the sofa, stares at her hands. Charlie sits next to her, offers comfort, is rejected.
10: I won't say that it'll be okay, or that I know it will all work out in the end because statements like that could turn out to be lies and i don't want to lie to you no lies no all i
3: can do is this charlie leans in to kiss Kali. Kali recoils pulls back Kali stares at charlie
10: i don't no o- okay i'm sorry i'm not a professional comfort agent i just thought you might no i just I'm gonna sleep. Completely
9: clear.
3: Good. Kali pushes Charlie away, moves to her bedroom. She pauses, looks back at Charlie.
4: Couch. See
3: you. Yeah. Kali nods, enters the bedroom. The door closes. Interior, Kali's bedroom. Morning. Kali awakens, rolls over. She hears shouting in the bedroom next door. She jumps from the bed, throwing on clothes, rushes into the hallway. Interior, apartment, second bedroom, moments later. Kali charges into the bedroom to find Charlie straddling Malchin as he li- lays tied on the bed. He is bleeding from several cuts on his face. Charlie is pointing a charged electron weapon at him, shocking him periodically. She doesn't notice Kali
10: Tell me about the key.
3: I will tell you nothing. You will tell me or I will kill you. Kali reaches over, grabs Charlie, pulls her off my chin. She takes the weapon, dumps her on the floor.
4: What the hell do you think you're doing?
3: Charlie scrambles to her feet. Interrogating the prisoner.
10: Is it working? We need that information.
3: Kali grabs Charlie by the face.
10: We don't torture prisoners.
3: That's not what I hear.
10: Not our job. It's my job. Why else do you think I'm here?
3: Charlie pushes past. Kali thrusts her against the wall. She kicks her. Kali drags her to the door of the room, opens it, throws her outside, slamming the door behind her. She turns to Malchin, Chin, unties the man. You OK, Doc? What do you think? Kali helps Mal Chin sit up.
4: Tougher than you look.
5: You're right. I learned young not to let my strength show.
4: Know why you're here now?
5: The key, the key to the moon base, always the key. Always. They've been asking for the key for a long time. At first politely, then less politely. And now they send a vicious dog to bite it out of me.
4: They need it to shut off the missiles.
5: Is that what you think?
4: What I was told.
5: I can't say for sure, but I suspect that's not true. I can only suspect. Expect what? The Earth is near death. We have raped and abused her until she will soon no longer be able to support us. I suspect they want to use the missiles to destroy the mess we have made, then renew with terraforming.
4: Nothing wrong with us.
5: Do you think
3: evacuation is part of the plan? Kali stares at Malchin, starts to laugh. Malchin watches her warily.
5: <laughs> and
6: we help. Collected document, all DNA.
3: Now you see.
5: They turn this place into a paradise. then clone only the workers they need.
4: They don't want you to turn off the missiles,
5: do they? I would suspect not.
4: Well then, Doc, what do we do?
3: The doors blow open. They're thrown across the room. Charlie appears through the smoking remains of the door, a small force cannon hoisted on her shoulder. She strides into the room, spots Kali on the floor. She leans in, kicks Kali. Kali grunts, but doesn't move.
10: Still alive, but out for the count. Good. Means I
3: don't have to kill you. She moves to Malchin, kicks him. He stirs, looks at her, terrified. She puts her force cannon down to recharge, pulls out her laser weapon. She points her weapon at the doctor's head. Give me
10: the key.
5: If I don't, will you kill me?
0: Yes.
3: If you kill me, then you will never get the key. You will have failed. She hesitates a moment, then presses the weapon to Malchin's forehead.
10: I don't fail. Now tell me where the key is.
5: Please. If you let me live, I will give you the key. Take me off planet. Hide me and I will not make a fuss. He raises his hands over the weapon. I will never reappear. I will give you what you want,
3: but don't kill me. Her hand shakes slightly as she holds the weapon on the old man.
10: Fine, but if you ever come out of hiding, I will hunt you down and kill you, understand? Yes, yes. Okay, you can trust me.
3: She lowers her weapon, kneels down beside Malchin. Chin. So the key? It is a key, a real key, just an old-fashioned key you put in a lock and turn. She holds out her hand. Mao Chin points to the necklace around his neck. Here, I wear it all the time, around my neck. Charlie drops her guard, offers a hand to Mao Chin. He takes it, she helps him to his feet. Then, gently, she finds the chain and pulls it from inside his shirt. The turnkey dangles from the chain, gleaming. Carefully, she takes the key from around his neck, places it around her own.
10: Thank you, Dr. Sun Wu.
5: You are most welcome. Now, may I go? No. What? Of course, of
3: course you would lie. I just wanted you to give me the key. Yes. She smiles at him, steps back, aims her weapon at his heart, pulls the trigger. Malchin gasps as a hole appears in his chest. He falls to the floor and dies. Charlie sighs, turns back to pick up her force cannon, only to find Kali standing behind her with the weapon charged, aimed at her.
10: You should have stayed unconscious.
3: Kali cocks the trigger.
10: You won't kill me. You have too much honor. You're bitter, not a murderer. I have duty.
3: This isn't your duty. It is now. She (laughs) fires the weapon. Charlie is thrown against and through the wall into the next room. Her body explodes, splattering the room. The smoke clears. Kali picks through the gore. She pulls the still intact key from the ruins.
4: Rabbit dog indeed.
3: Kali wipes the key clean, arms herself, makes her exit. Exterior, apartment, moments later. On the street, Kali watches the crowd, hears approaching sirens. She finds a public call station, slips inside. She dials. The face of Eve Adams appears on the screen.
8: Officer Singh, I didn't expect to hear from you.
4: Don't expect you did.
8: What can I do for you?
4: The whole bounty force is after me.
8: It was only for your protection, Officer Singh.
4: What are you protecting me from?
8: I ask again, what can I do for you?
4: Your double agent is dead.
8: Double agent?
4: Boyd, dead. I have the key.
8: I see. And are you going to complete your assignment? No. And what do you mean by that?
4: I'll save the world, not your power play.
8: Oh, don't be absurd, Officer Singh. I suggest you don't play games that you don't know the rules for.
4: I don't play games.
8: Come in. We can make an arrangement.
4: I don't deal with
8: my I'm thinking of the good of everyone, sing.
4: Kip is dead. Lies told. Don't be foolish. Look for me where you lose
3: success. Kali hangs up, exits the booth. She slips into an alley. She pulls out the key, studies it. She scans the alley, sees the medical specialist slip in a side door of the building next door. She follows the man. Interior, dilapidated building, hallway, moments later. Kali moves down the high hallway, peering into empty rooms. She reaches a closed door. She listens. hears voices from inside. She kicks the door open. Interior, grubby room, continuous. Kali steps into the room as the occupants. The medical specialist and two guards scramble to get away. She points her weapon at the specialist.
4: Stop moving.
3: The specialist covers his face with his hands sorry, I'm sorry, please don't shoot me.
4: Just stop moving.
3: The specialist lowers his hands.
5: Y- you're not gonna shoot me?
4: No. You're a cop. Yeah, a cop in trouble. What? Need some DNA.
5: You sound crazy.
7: Sure, you do it, I have credits. Do it,
2: just do it.
3: You want the whole treatment? Kali holsters her weapon, sits in the medical chair. The specialist grabs a laser scalpel. Kali grabs his hand.
4: Lenses and finger pads.
3: That won't change your face.
4: No, but your boys punch me around, my face changes.
3: The guards smile at each other.
4: Can you manage that without having fun? Oh,
2: yeah, you can count on us. Get started.
3: The specialist grabs his tray. He fires up a tool, leans over Kali. Who do you want to be to, who do you want to be today?
4: High ranking justice official.
3: Any particular eye color? No. The specialist leans over, pries her eyes open. Interior, Chief Judicial Enforcer's Office, later. Eve Adams paces furiously when Alicia enters.
8: You wanted me, ma'am? Inform the team that Officer Singh is no longer a bounty cop, but a wanted murderer. Murderer? Don't question me. She's responsible for the deaths of Agent Boyd and Dr. Mao Chin sung Yes, ma'am. And tell them to shoot her. She doesn't deserve to live.
3: Alicia hesitates.
8: You have my orders. Go. Yes, ma'am.
3: Alicia leaves as Eve brings up the earth holograph. Interior, shuttle dock, or later. Kali is dressed in the gray uniform of a high-ranking justice official. Her face bears the swellings of a beating. No one pays attention to her as, she gets into line of workers and officials going to moon base Apollo. A dock port guard waits at a scanner station.
2: Place your eye and index finger in the scanner, please.
3: Kali steps up to the scanner, places her eye and hand in the place in place and waits. The scanner beeps approval. She is let through. She boards the shuttle. Interior, Moon base Apollo docking station later. Kali steps from the shuttle into line to be scanned again. Her turn comes, but one of her lenses is peeling away from the eye.
2: Step up to the scanner, please. Just a minute. Um, I got something in my eye.
3: Kali bends over, tries to push the lens back into place.
2: Step to the side of the And I'll call a medic to assist
3: you. Kali moves away from the guard, covering her eye, but the lens peels away, lands on the floor. In her blindness, Kali steps on it, crushes it.
4: I'm fine. I just need a minute to clear the eye. Uh, I'll, I'll just use the facilities. I'll be fine.
3: The guard eyes her suspiciously, but returns to his post. Kali keeps her eye covered and finds a washroom facility. She spots a door marked tool room, employees only. Slips inside. Interior, worker depot tool room, continuous. Inside is one occupant, a miner. The miner is changing from work to plain clothes. Kali waits until the woman leaves, then steals the miner's uniform. She take, takes the door marked mining personnel only, enters the moon base facility. Interior, chief judicial enforcer office, continuous. The medical specialist is dragged into Eve's office. is bruised and beaten, but alive. The guard puts him in an interrogation chair. She smiles at the specialist.
8: Do you know who I am?
3: The specialist lifts his head. Chief judicial enforcer.
8: Very good. And can you guess what I want? No. Wrong answer.
5: Sorry, just a joke.
8: Do you want to be remembered as a funny man?
3: The specialist starts to shake. Uh, Remembered? Eve perches on her desk in front of the man.
8: Yes. And after you're gone? Gone? Are you deaf? You know what I mean. You won't live to be funny again.
3: The man tries to get to his knees, but Eve pushes him back into his chair with a foot. Please, please.
8: I see. So you would prefer to beg for your life? What? I want information. You can either beg for your life or you can give me the information.
5: How could I know anything you want to know?
8: Oh, but you do. What DNA did you give to Officer Kali Singh? Who? I thought you wanted to live. The, the, the cop. She, she threatened to kill me. Really? Well, knowing her as I do, I'm sure she meant it. The Still, I have no doubt that if she were to find out that you talked, she would kill you. Please, please don't make me tell you. I can protect you, but you have to tell me.
3: The specialist falls to his knees, clinging to Eve's leg. She brushes him away.
5: I can't, please. I I don't want to be a snitch. I
3: see. She takes a shock weapon from one of the guards, turns the setting on low, shoves it into the specialist's mouth. She discharges the weapon. Smoke comes from his nostrils. His eyes are now filled with blood, but he is alive. Eve leans close to the man's ear.
8: I can keep you alive for days.
3: The specialist starts to weep, bloody tears dripping down his face. Eve removes the weapon from his mouth. He speaks with difficulty.
5: Second Judiciary Cameron. Lenses and fingertip DNA. Second Judiciary Cameron.
3: Eve smiles, turns to her guards.
8: Take him away and put him out of his misery.
3: The guards take him as Eve sits at, presses the comm button.
8: Alicia. Yes, Justice Adams. Locate the last log DNA record for second judiciary, Cameron, please. Just a moment, ma'am.
3: Eve smooths her hair and clothes. Alicia's voice returns in seconds.
8: The last recorded DNA log for that person is the shuttle dock for Moonbase Apollo. Thank you, Alicia. Have them bring around my shuttle car I'm going to the missile installation.
3: Eve breaks the connection. Interior, missile installation, back hallway. Kali emerges from an access tunnel into the main security area. The place is deserted. She, sur- she surveys cautiously, stops at the reception desk. A high back chair faces the wall. The chair turns. Eve Adams is revealed.
8: Hello, Kali.
3: Kali's shoulders slump.
8: You are such a good cop. You would have made a wonderful detective in the past.
3: Kali stares at her.
8: I am disappointed in you, though. Here you are defending the scum of the earth instead of humanity. So sad
4: every dictator of your human history.
8: You are so much more entertaining to talk to than your partner, Kip. Don't mention him to me. Fair enough. Now, show me
3: the key. Kali pulls the chain from inside the uniform, pulls it over her head. The key dangles from the end of Kali's hand, uh, as Kali hands it over.
8: I will tell you that I'm sorry your friend had to die for this.
3: Kali leans forward.
8: I'm sorry too, about everything.
3: Kali fires the laser weapon hidden in her sleeve. Eve dies instantly. Kali grabs the key from her fingertips.
4: You should have left Kip out of this
3: turns, walks calmly to the elevator door. She steps inside. The doors close. Interior, moon base Apollo, back hallway, moments later. The elevator opens. Kali emerges into a well-lit corridor. The hallway is deserted. She studies the facility map on the wall in front, turns left, takes the shortest route to the area marked missile launch control room. She rounds the corner. There are guards who turn and pull their weapons. Stop. Show your weapon.
4: You want to see my weapon?
3: Show your weapon. Fine. Kali shoots them down, takes off at a run in the opposite direction. Pursuit comes from all directions, a dozen guards. Kali races down the corridor, the guards in pursuit. Laser bolts fly, but never touch her. She reaches a set of emergency doors, runs through, slamming a fist into the control panel as she passes. The door begins to close. Half the guards reach the door and get through. Kali fires at the control panel fries the circuits the door won't budge the door won't open Kali continues to run through emergency doors closing them as she passes less guards get through at each door from 6 to 4 to 2 Kali makes it to the final doorway with two guards in pursuit she shoots the one guard closes the door on the other guard's arm the arm is chopped off as Kali shoots the control panel on the door Kali leans against the wall panting she turns faces the clear doors that lead to the missile control she crosses the few steps pulls them open she enters the hub of the missile center interior Moonbase apollo missile control center continuous kali walks a short corridor before reaching her destination she sees two guards in the observatory above they see her she begins to laugh
4: come on come and get me (laughs) she
3: beats her fist on her chest the guards turn their weapons on the glass and fire Kali watches, laughing, then turns to enter the command center. She stops abruptly. Kip, alive, barely, tied to the large computer panel. Kip is spread-eagle over the panel while wires crisscross to hold him in place over the lock. Kip? Kali walks close.
4: Kip, can you hear me?
3: Kip opens his eyes, tries to smile. Oh. Kali stands before him.
4: die
1: and yet I live
4: you hoped hoped it was a lie good
0: at least I can die knowing you know the truth
4: you're not going to die
0: you don't understand I was put here as a last resort in case you got this far
4: won't allow it Tell me how
0: I get you out. Can't touch the wires; we both fry. Try to disconnect them; we both die.
4: Has to be a way. No,
0: no way. The only choice left is to kill me.
4: Why?
0: I die; wires go dead, and then you can body aside and (laughs) save the world
4: world isn't worth your life to me
0: it has to be worth something
4: it is where's the timer timer for the missile countdown
3: chip nods to a spot above kali's head up there on the wall kali glances at the timer the time is stalled at three minutes Kali puts her hand over Kip's heart, closes her eyes, careful not to touch any wires.
4: Be still. I'll try not to hurt you too much.
3: Kali takes the key from around her neck. She holds the key, leans down until she can see the lock. Carefully, she slides a hand under Kip, slips the key into the lock. Which way? Not sure. Left is off. Kali turns the key to the left. A soft click, both sigh in relief.
0: World saved.
6: Now you. Yes. Watch me.
3: Kali finds a broom with a long handle. She finds a gap in the wiring surrounding Kip. Carefully slides the long handle under the wires. Ready? Aren't I always... Kali grasps the handle at either end, then with one swift movement, pulls the wires up and off Kip's body in a shower of sparks and electricity. Kali flings the blackened broom away, catches Kip's body as he falls. The wires hit the computer, the panel short circuits. Kali and Kip are thrown across the room. The smoke clears. Kali checks the timer. The timer has started counting down. Kip stirs in Kali's arms. She arranges him more comfortably.
4: Sorry. Timer started.
3: But how? I
4: don't know.
0: So, it was all for nothing.
4: So, no, friend.
3: Kip closes his eyes. Kali watches the timer count down. The timer reaches zero. Silence. Kali glances out the window at space. Earth hangs in view. Kali gently lays Kip down, strides to the window. The view remains the same. She rushes to the remains of the panel. The message on the screen is, launch failed. Kali hangs her head. She turns to Kip, kneeling beside him.
4: Hey, Kip.
3: Kip raises the table a little, opens one eye.
4: Yeah. We saved the world.
3: Great. Can we go home now? Kali turns to glance once more at the view of Earth, then moves to pick up Kip, leaves the control room. Interior, hospital, intensive care unit, waiting room. Later. Kali is sitting in the waiting room. Four guards watch her. Through a clear set of doors, Kip is in bed, surrounded by machines and wires. A doctor and nurse hover over him. The doctor finishes her duties, exits the ICU. Officer Singh. Kali stands.
5: Well, He'll live and recover, with therapy and
3: care.
6: Thanks, Doc.
3: Kali shakes the doctor's hand, enters the ICU. Interior, intensive care unit, continuous. Kip sleeps. Kali pulls something out of her pocket. She holds a small red poppy. She lays it on Kip's pillow. Interior, intensive care unit, waiting room, simultaneous. News alert blares from the waiting room vid screen everyone present stops to watch
7: authorities are seeking chief judicial enforcer Eve Adams the former CJE is wanted in connection with corruption at the highest levels
3: watchers mutter among themselves
7: an unnamed source has given information that the Chief Justice was to have earth terraformed without previously evacuating Adams office and home premises has not revealed her location if anyone has any information on the Chief Justice? You are to report it directly to Comlink nine nine nine.
3: The crowd of watchers begin to chatter about the newscast. Interior Moonbase Apollo Missile Control Reception. Later, the body of Eve Adams sits slumped in a chair where Kali left her. Interior Chief Judicial Enforcer's office. Simultaneous, Alicia is standing at the window, gazing out. Exterior Moonbase Apollo Missile Base. Simultaneous construction vehicles are demolishing the missile base in the space behind is earth fade to black we hope you enjoyed this episode of the table read podcast find out how to submit a script join the cast or register to attend the next live zoom table read
5: at northern unicorn films ltd.com